0: Suzanne, I cannot believe we are already here. The week of Christmas.
1: It is pretty remarkable. And I am sitting in a room full of boxes, boxes stacked everywhere. And I am thinking to myself, this is crazy. I normally don't do Christmas like this, where I have rooms full of boxes from Amazon, from Nordstrom, from Pottery Barn, from any online vendor you can think of. And I don't know what to do with it all. I'm feeling a little discombobulated this year. You're
0: an in-person shopper. So I have to imagine that this year, not being able to go out and having to do it all online is throwing you for a complete loop.
1: Yes, I was just telling my family that. I am not on my A-game this year for shopping. Shopping is what I do best (laughs) and this year doing it from my computer, sitting on my couch is destroying me. And now I'm completely overwhelmed, surrounded by unopened boxes of Christmas presents that I have to go through. I have to organize. I have to figure out what I've gotten, what I haven't gotten, what I still need to get, what I need to scratch off my list. It's like, how's your Christmas shopping coming?
0: Well, you know, I'm thinking a lot of things as you're talking about your boxes in front of you. I'm thinking that in addition to what us normal people would do as far as we would just wrap the presents. We wouldn't count them. We would just be happy, (laughs) but you still have to wrap them for your, your individual family members. And not only that, then you have to count them, make sure you have the same amount for everybody.
1: Exactly. And I know, you know, this about me, but that's how I do Christmas. It's like I make sure everyone has the exact same number of presents under the tree on Christmas morning because we open gifts one at a time and we go around the room and you never want to be that person that has three less, less gifts than everyone else. Because when you get to the end, then you're just sitting there awkwardly like, oh, well, I'm out of gifts. And, and they can be the most insignificantly cost gifts, but you still have to have something to open. So even if it's a pair of socks, you still have to have that gift to open when it's your turn in the room.
0: We try to do that, but there's always someone that has five or six presents left as everybody else goes around the room. So I do know what you're talking about. And this year I took a simple approach to wrapping. I put paper around the gifts and that's all in a name tag. Wow, I didn't put any bows on it. I know I'm yeah. kind of a Scrooge.
1: <laughs> well, I never do bows. When I when we were first married, and I was really into Christmas, and all of my packages were wrapped in the same wrapping paper, and usually it was either white wrapping paper with red ribbon or red wrapping paper with white ribbon, so that the tree looked perfect, uh, you know, with the presents. And then I evolved to everyone gets their own wrapping paper, so I don't have to put tags on them so I can identify everyone's gift based on the wrapping paper under the tree. But yeah, that's the other thing. It's like I have to get wrapping paper because normally I'm in Anchorage, Alaska, and I just used last year's leftover wrapping paper. Well, I don't have leftover wrapping paper this year, so I have to buy all new wrapping paper.
0: What? You can (laughs) recycle your wrapping paper. I thought only I did that.
1: (laughs) Well... Okay, recycle isn't the right word. (laughs) I don't recycle. I know it's, I buy like 10 rolls and I'll use like four rolls. And so then next year I'll have like four rolls, I'll have six rolls. And so I'll use four more rolls. So I get two years worth of wrapping paper and I store the rolls for next year. So everyone for two years gets the same wrapping paper.
0: I knew what you were talking about. It's fresh paper off the roll, but the picture is the same as the Right.
1: Yeah. It's not like I take the wrapping paper that I've already used and fold it up into a nice pile like my mom used to do with Ziploc bags or aluminum foil, you know, where you'd use the aluminum foil and then you'd wash it and you'd put it in a pile and use it again. I never understood that, but... You don't need
0: to tell me that and he'll probably kill me for saying it, but Rob recycles that
1: stuff also. Oh, and he would wrap up wrapping paper and use it for next year, yeah, see. and yeah, i don't I don't get that carried away. But, you know, and that isn't that an interesting concept because my mom and my parents did it, and I think that may come from the depression era where things were in short supply all the time, and so you never wanted to waste anything. And I think we've kind of gotten a taste of that this year with COVID, not to the degree of the depression, but where, okay, you know, <laughs> you start rationing your toilet paper and your paper towels because, you know, the next time you're at the store, you may not be able to get more of it. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of an interesting concept.
0: It's a very interesting concept. And I just used what was in my closet this year. So it was yeah. all new, new paper, but yeah, same paper from
1: last year. And probably the year before. But you had Christmas in Lake Havasu last year. See, this is the first year we haven't been in Anchorage where all of my stash of paper sits. So I have no closet to pull out last year's paper. I have to get all new paper this year. Better get to it. I know. Okay. Store. Yeah. Because here we are. When is Christmas? We're, it's right around the corner. And, I, and I'm still sitting here with my unopened Amazon boxes, not knowing what I've gotten anyone. <laughs> it's like I As feel. As an Amazon shopper, it makes me happy to
0: hear that you actually did go to Amazon.
1: Yeah, I yeah I know. It, see, that's the other thing because I that's not how I I shop. I pride myself in how I shop, and this year has just been a disaster because I I've done everything through Nordstrom, to Amazon, and Pottery Barn, and or Crate and Barrel, and or my own shop. But I'm a person who I have to pick things up and I have to touch it and I have to feel it and I have to, you know, see what kind of material or fabric it's made out of. And yeah, you can't do that when you order from Amazon.
0: No, you can't. You just cross your fingers and hope for the best. Right. And most of the time it is the best. In my, I mean, I like to go out and shop, but I do like Amazon too.
1: Well, I, there's a lot of good about it, Amazon, but there's a lot of things I don't like about Amazon, but that's I, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to be critical. It's a. It, I'm a newbie at this. I don't do this normally. Normally, I would be out at the shopping center. And speaking of newbies, it's
0: something. I mean, this is a reason to go straight champagne this morning, even though it's only nine a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, we are a newbie to this technology we're using. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you are recording in Scottsdale or Carefree, and I'm yep. recording in Lake Havasu because. Christmas is crazy and we haven't had a chance to make that three and a half hour drive either way. Right. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, it's different. And it, we're just on microphones too. It's not like we're on a Zoom call or anything. So we're not looking at each other face to face. So it's more like a telephone call than it is a, you know, face to face. We're drinking our mimosas and or champagne and... So it is a little different.
0: It might just be champagne this morning. I mean, this is a lot of stress the week of Christmas and then new technology. So hopefully it comes out the way
1: it's supposed to so we don't have to re-record. Let's cross our fingers and hope. So interestingly, this is the first morning that we woke up to not snow, but rain. It's raining in Scottsdale are you having rain in Lake Havasu? No rain here yet, oh. anyway. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting. And in the rest of the country, this would not be news to anyone. It's like, so what? It's raining. I mean, we haven't had clouds in the sky in months here. We haven't had rain since July and it is like raining. It almost makes it feel like snow in Chris- at Christmas time. Not quite, but you have that, Oh, I'm just going to stay in and drink my coffee and read a good book. It's that wintry feel. And maybe open some boxes, wrap some <laughs> gifts. I know, I gotta do something.
0: Right, well, speaking of the Christmas, because that's where we are, Christmas, I am going to say, Rob, the other day, he broke his
1: own rule. Oh, he did? He, how, or <laughs> tell me how.
0: I know, I'm get, I haven't been able to share with him yet that he broke his own rule, but he did. Um, he is always huge about me not going shopping from like the beginning of November up until Christmas because I buy my own gifts. But they're not gifts. I'm just buying things that I think I need. But he's thinking that they would be great gift ideas. So we went to the cigar bar the other day and there was something there he really wanted. Well, our friends were, you know, little sneaky and they went and they purchased it for him but he couldn't leave the store without one of his own so he bought something for himself oh (laughs) and it's going to ruin what they wanted to do and I tried I did I tried to say you know you don't really need that right now or we'll come back and get that later and he's like nope gotta get it today so yeah I'm hoping he doesn't listen to this particular episode because that would be a spoiler for him
1: well it would but serves him right Serves him right, yeah. Yeah, he broke his own rule and he's going to learn from that. He's going to learn his lesson from that. He's going to get that gift and he's going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that for myself so close to Christmas.
0: Exactly. So we'll see how that goes. But he'll love it either way because he likes cigars and they're really nice cigars. So Oh, well, that's good. They'll they'll go to use. Yeah, that's good. But I, I can't help but say that this holiday season is going by way too fast. You know, I decorated all those weeks ago, the beginning of November. And since then, I've done nothing to
1: <laughs> get increase the holiday my spirit. holiday spirit. Yeah. So what do you normally do?
0: Well, I like to watch Christmas movies, Elf, Christmas Vacation, all of those. And on top of those, all the Hallmark movies. I'm a huge Hallmark person. Oh, yeah, me too. Even back in September, I bought the Hallmark wines. They came out with their own wines this year. <laughs> <laughs> of a red one and did. a white one. I know, I did. Jingle, I think is the name of one of them, and Joy or something oh, like that. Have n't drank
1: those. Oh my gosh! I know. I'm so behind. I feel like the Grinch. Why are you so behind? What's What's is it because you're just not in the Christmas spirit yet, or is it because you're just so busy doing other things?
0: I think maybe it's because I'm distracted by other things, but also, and I have spent many Christmases here. Mhm, Not having snow or that cold weather right. throws me right, and I keep looking for those signs of Christmas, and they're everywhere last night we went to dinner, we sat outside, and the lights were absolutely beautiful. We were down by the oh, water, oh fun, and they were playing Christmas music, and I'm like, this is my christmas moment. it's
1: oh, the first one
0: of the season, and I've been waiting
1: for it. Oh, that's so fun but i'll just <laughs> I'll just pause you there for just a second because. I I think I can stop you and say, okay, anyone who is listening to this, like, I know I have friends and family in Ohio, in Minnesota, in Alaska. (laughs) And when you said, yeah, we were sitting outside having dinner. I know there was a collective, oh, right. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's why you don't feel like it's Christmas because we're still eating outside. And I can guarantee that in Ohio and Minnesota and Alaska, I don't think anyone's eating outside because of the weather.
0: Well, not only the weather, but everything's been closed in Alaska till after I know. the first of the year. I know. I, you can do takeout right. to go, but there's no getting together. So it's just a weird year altogether.
1: And it is. It is. Now, we have not been to a restaurant in Scottsdale in three months. We do takeout, but we do not... Dine out, even if it's outdoor dining, we don't go out because it's just not worth it.
0: I understand that. Do you find your takeout bill is skyrocket right now? <laughs> I'm supporting it small is, businesses. That's what uh, I tell yep, myself.
1: That's what we're doing. And and we actually found there's a favorite restaurant of ours, Keeler's, in Carefree. And it's a relatively new restaurant. And we forgot about them. We used to go up there weekly. And we kind of forgot about them. And we were trying to find takeout last night. And I was like, oh my God, we should try Keeler's!" And so we ordered Keeler's, And oh my gosh, that place is a hidden gem. And I'm not giving them a free promotion. I It's not an ad. But it's so fun to find a restaurant that you love that you've kind of forgotten about and you go back to because I don't know what hit us. So it's like, oh, we've got to try that. And and it was close to our house, which in Carefree, nothing is close to our house. And we ordered, oh, it was so good. And I felt like I was supporting a small business because they're a relatively new restaurant. That sounds wonderful. It was. i love
0: to rediscover something I had forgotten about in town. I know. And
1: yeah, back to your point, our takeout (laughs) our takeout bills are, they are ridiculous. I wish uh, I could say ours
0: weren't, but It's just very easy at night to say, we'll just do takeout or
1: call somewhere. Yep. We do the exact same thing. I know.
0: I know. It's hard cooking for just two people. I know you have everybody there right now, but for two people, we're eating leftovers for a week. Even when I try to make the portions
1: smaller. I have to laugh because our conversation is leading me to a lot of different whole podcast episodes because... I was going to say, I'm also not a leftovers person. I don't eat leftovers. I don't keep leftovers. It's one of those things. We eat what I make and whatever's leftover. Yeah. We usually don't save because it'll sit in our refrigerator. uneaten. I mean, neither do I do leftovers. Although all of our kids do. They love leftovers.
0: They make good lunches, dinners, and they're there now. They are.
1: And, and I'm going to go back to where you started with this, that the holiday season is going by so fast, which it is. But I also thought, okay, this is such a wonky year because as much as you're not doing anything for Christmas, I'm doing everything. And I thought to myself, I think I even said it out loud the other day, I have become that grandmother image, that stereotype that you think of in your head when you think grandma. And yes, my grandson's here. He's only nine months old. He doesn't realize that I'm doing all this stuff. But I've done more Christmas baking this year. And every time I get out my eggs and sugar and butter, I think this is such a grandma thing to do because I'm doing Christmas baking. And we have two advent calendars going in the house for this nine-month-old baby that has no idea what's going on. But we do our advent calendars every single morning. We put a new little. Sticker on one, or one's a Santa face, and you put a cotton ball on the beard every day. Ugh oh, cutest stuff ever. I have my Christmas music going in my car every time I go to and from my store. Christmas music is playing. I haven't even listened to Christmas music. Is that not pathetic? You need I love Christmas music. You need a grand a grandchild. I mean, no pressure well, in kids. the future. Yeah, no pressure, kids, but. Yeah, I become this person. I become well, and it's probably because I normally also spend a lot of my Christmas time out doing shopping, and it really does take a lot of time to go to stores and actually shop. And since I'm not doing this, I have all this free time to fill doing other Christmas stuff. So, yeah, we did Christmas decorating. We've we listened or we watch Christmas movies almost every night. And this is the first year that I've actually watched that movie Elf, and the best movie, my favorite, and it's my kids' one of my kids' favorites too. And I had never watched it, and I thought, God, what have I been missing all these years? Another movie we just watched, which I thought was fantastic, is Noël. Have you watched that one? With I don't think so. um, Is her name Anna Kendrick's? Um, Oh she is so darling and she is so darling in this movie and it is hysterical. There's rarely a movie where I laugh out loud and I laughed out loud that whole movie. Such a great Christmas movie.
0: Okay. Well, you've got to try holiday also on Netflix. It just came out this year and it's hilarious. Or I found it funny, like laugh out loud
1: funny. I will have to watch it. We just watched, which my kids couldn't believe I hadn't seen. What is it called? The Christmas Prince or the Christmas Switch, which is also, I think, on Netflix. There's a Christmas Switch 2 this year, too. I know. And so, but I said, I can't watch 2 until I watch 1. And we watch 1. And that one was, that's the beauty of Christmas movies. They're all so cute and so feel good. You know, you know, they're all going to have a feel good ending. (laughs) I love that. I know.
0: We need a little brightness
1: Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You need to tune into some of these movies. I I I do. I want you to watch Noel. I think you're going to love it. Write
0: it down right now. Well, you do know that, and we've talked about this in the past, that I used to be a preschool teacher. Yes. And one of my favorite things to do was the Christmas program. We would start at the beginning of November. And by the time they did this program for their parents, they were singing. They were dancing. We had little skits. It was my uh, favorite thing to do. But that brings me back to the Christmas program where that we would always do uh, the Christmas story. Oh, And uh-huh. what do you think the coveted role was? What do you think every kid wanted to be in that play? Well,
1: I think if you're a girl, you want to be Mary. And if you're a boy, you want to be Joseph.
0: Uh, wrong. No matter the sex of the child, boy or girl, they all wanted to be the donkey. I am not even kidding. That was the role they all That's, wanted.
1: Okay, I need to know. Do you know why? Why is a don? What about a donkey is so special? And you know, I hate donkeys. So, why do people want to be donkeys? I don't know. Maybe they got to
0: make that sound a donkey makes if they were doing improv. But no. They all wanted to be the donkey and it just followed Joseph and Mary with the little ears oh, on
1: and they loved it. They so were so happy. that is funny. That is so funny. That reminds me of a story you've told me when, because I know you do, you go to church every Christmas Eve, like we do, of course, and wasn't Rob disillusioned one year and didn't a donkey have something to do with that?
0: Oh, the donkey had everything to do with it. Yes. <laughs> I
1: think we touched
0: on that actually in the last episode oh. <laughs> where uh, he was very upset when the the pastor said there was no donkey in the Christmas story.
1: Oh, yeah. And he still hasn't gotten over that, has he?
0: No, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was the donkey
1: in his Christmas play because he likes donkeys. Oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. I'm just so surprised about that. Why little three and four-year-old preschoolers want to be the donkey?
0: I don't know. When your grandson's in a Christmas program (laughs) and he wants to be the donkey, we'll ask him because I'm not kidding you.
1: Yes, we're going to ask him. We're going to find out.
0: So I do miss that from my Christmas, but I fill it up usually with other things. But this year, no holiday movies yet, no Christmas
1: music, no holiday baking. What about your Christmas cards? You usually get Christmas cards out pretty early too. Have you done your Christmas cards yet? No. Oh, (laughs) okay.
0: Here's the problem with Christmas cards. I always go to Shutterfly to do my cards. I just always have. And they're simple cards. They have a quote on the back that I find and a picture of each of the kids and a picture of Rob and I. So this year, when I went through my phone to find pictures, I don't have pictures of any of the kids, but Eva and Jimmy, and they're very photogenic. So on the card this year would be a great picture of Eva and Jimmy and then one of Rob's beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that beard was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure what to do about the Christmas cards and I'm running out of time. Maybe they will be Happy New Year cards, but even so, I would have to go onto my kids' Facebook pages and take pictures, but you know how some of those pictures are. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no kidding. And then I ask the kids for pictures and they don't send them. And so I don't know what I'm going to do about this Christmas card this year.
1: You know, and I was lucky this year, I did a Christmas card. They haven't come yet for me to send out, but I did do one because of my grandson. And I have to say, it's actually, I think one of my better Christmas cards. And it's just a picture of him looking at the Christmas tree, but I'm anxious for them to get here so I can get them in the mail.
0: Well, I hope you send me one because I will love it. I'm usually that person that has my Christmas cards out the 1st of December. So this is really killing me a little bit, but I'm glad that other people are
1: finding pictures
0: to put in their cards.
1: I know. My big deal is I always make Christmas calendars for my aunts and uncles. I actually started this for my parents back when Katie was a baby. So 30 plus years I've been doing these calendars. And this is the first year I haven't had the pictures to make a calendar for my aunts and uncles. And that's a little depressing for me because whenever we have family gatherings over the years, I take the best pictures from these family gatherings and create these fabulous calendars. And it's really disappointing that we've had no family gatherings, so we have no pictures for my calendar. You know what you could do, because I was thinking of doing this for my Christmas card,
0: is to do a creative piece of paper for each of the boys and say no picture because of COVID and take a picture of that. And where I would put their faces, just have
1: the different colors saying. This year. <laughs> I could do that, but yeah, I mean, not that I'm cheaping out on it, but the calendars, you know, cost a little bit to make. And it's like, I'm not going to make a calendar that says no picture because of COVID this year. <laughs> and I have to say, although my Christmas card this year is just a picture of Logan And the Christmas tree on the back side of the card, there is a picture of Jeff and I in our masks, donning our our masks. (laughs) So, what picture that is from an airport, right? Yeah, it was our first flight um, since COVID. Um, When we, yeah, middle of the summer, I guess. Yep, that's the picture that's on our Christmas card. And I was thinking about that too the other day. It's interesting because, doesn't Every Maybe it doesn't with you, but with me, every conversation I have with anyone evolves into a conversation about COVID. It's like, okay, can we talk about anything but COVID? (laughs) It's like, why does every conversation evolve into COVID?
0: Well, we are going down that road again. So maybe we can um, jump into another Christmas something. Like we could talk about stories of Christmas past, funny stories, something that you remember and that you won't
1: easily forget. Okay. You, you You must have something in mind.
0: One of the things my family likes to do, my parents, is to host a Christmas cookie decorating contest. And they make it so much fun for all their grandkids. And they invite all their grandkids. They work around schedules and everything so everybody can be here or there in the past. They don't do it anymore.
1: Oh, fun. But...
0: The kids would make a huge mess with frosting and sprinkles and whatever else they could find. And then my dad would give them prizes. Here would be a prize for the cookie that used the most red. Here's a prize for the cookie that is most like an angel and so on and so on. He'd make up categories. So it was so fun. Uh, One year, the power went out during the cookie decorating contest. And so do you know what a stick pony is?
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: We had a couple stick ponies, and when you pushed on the ear, it would make the Lone Ranger sound like the song. And so my family decided to have a riding contest to see who could ride those stick ponies better. Now, Cameron immediately ran and hid because he was not going to ride one of those ponies. I wanted to run and hide, but it was so much of a train wreck, I couldn't move my eyes. And I did ride one, but mine was probably the lamest of them all because I'm thinking, why am I doing this? But I did it. And then when my dad, when it was his turn, he's riding it around and they had like these steps. And at the end of the steps was a little bit of family room and then huge windows. And he wanted to impress the grandkids. So as he's approaching the step, he does like this twirling move in the air on the horse and tries to land it.
1: Oh, no. And it
0: doesn't go quite as planned. And he almost went through that window. (laughs) Oh, no. And I think that was the last cookie decorating contest.
1: Yeah, that's a funny memory.
0: It's a fun memory. And, you know, Cameron is finally out of the bathroom and joining in celebrations again. But it took him a while. <laughs> he thinks our family's
1: crazy. But... Yeah, I think we all have a little bit of that in our families. Do you have a funny story? Well, yeah, I remember Katie and I don't remember how old. She's probably five or six years old maybe seven, I can't remember. But anyway, she had a a Barbie doll. And I don't remember the circumstances around it anymore. But somehow, or for some reason, I think the Barbie doll got too close to one of my Christmas candles. She was kind of swinging it around, maybe pretend dancing with this Barbie doll. And the Barbie doll's hair caught on fire. I think it hit one of the candles. And the doll's hair caught on fire, and so she panicked, and she threw the Barbie doll into the live Christmas tree that we had, <laughs> and she almost burned our house down. um you know, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, maybe not the best memory, but we laugh at that story a lot because of course, when you're seven years old and you have a lit Barbie doll in your hand, of course you're gonna throw it and yeah, why not throw it into a live Christmas tree and burn the house down?
0: <laughs> that sounds like something that
1: would happen in one of those Christmas movies. Right? And you do, you think you can't make this stuff up. It, it happens. And and if it were in a Christmas movie, you'd probably say, that would never happen. <laughs> Bo, but it does. You have proof. Do you have pictures? Are you kidding? Who would have time to grab the camera and get pictures of it when literally your tree is going up <laughs> going up in flames. And and fortunately, we were all right there. It was easy to get the fire out. You know, there was no real damage even to the Christmas tree, you know, just maybe a little charred branch here and there. But that was before cell phones. So you That's didn't what I was gonna say. Yeah, you didn't have a camera on your phone to take a picture. Not that I would have thought to take a picture anyway, in that particular moment. Because it's like, yeah, you real you know number one priority is making sure the tree's not on fire,
0: right. I think two or three of us in our family would have been handling the tree fire while the other two would be handling taking pictures these
1: not, <laughs> right, you know,
0: right, twenty years ago, right,
1: and I think either one of my boys would have the presence of mind to start taking photos if we were putting the fire out. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you, you think kids aren't watching or when you think kids wouldn't have the nerve to record something, that's when they always surprise you, Suzanne. And I know I'm going off topic here when I share this story, but we were at the airport once taking a family vacation. So it was Rob and myself and then the four boys. I made it through security. The four boys made it through security without a problem. Rob did not make it through security and they wanted to do a pat down on him. And Kyle was still kind of hanging back. So instead of just standing there waiting for him, he filmed the whole thing. (laughs) And then he would tell people that his dad got a TSA lap dance. (laughs) That's so funny. I know. It's one of those things where we're all hoping to forget it and he's there recording it. So a little off topic, but I thought that was a funny story. That is a funny story.
1: That's a good story.
0: So if we go back to Christmas, have you done any
1: touring of lights in your neighborhood? Well, not just in our neighborhood. Scottsdale and Phoenix is a great city for Christmas lights. And I don't know if it's just because of, because of the weather here that they just try to make it look festive with lights, but there are several different tours around Phoenix. We've done one of them, which was fantastic. And we, of course, I went and I booked them all and they're doing all the drive throughs this year instead of normally you would go and you would walk down a main street in Glendale or at one of the stadiums they do light shows at the zoo does zoo lights but this year it's all drive through so we did one the other day it was great and then we have one coming up right before Christmas day and then we're doing one between Christmas and New Year's and they're fun because you tune your radio to the music channel that whatever display it is. And you listen to the music they've choreographed with the light show. Really fun.
0: I love that. Um, My dad was always that person who would end up in the paper. Was he? Yes. For his Christmas light display, him and his neighbor would do their houses up so beautifully. And my dad's motivation was the grandkids. Every year he wanted to make it grander. So when the kids saw it, their eyes would open wide And so, yes, if you ever did the tour of Anchorage, his house and his next-door neighbor's house was always on that.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun to be that? That's my grandpa's house. My grandpa does that. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, until it's Christmas Day and people keep driving into the ditch. Oh. Go down there to help them out. (laughs) Because it was a very slick road. Right. Yeah, nowhere really to turn around. So uh, many times my dad went down there to help uh, stranded
1: cars. So he started that when he became a grandpa or did he do that when you were kids?
0: I think he always decorated, but he didn't go out like that until he became a grandpa. Yeah. So that that goes back. Yeah.
1: That goes back to you assume the role very naturally when you become a grandparent. It's like all of a sudden you're doing grandparent things and it's like, whoa, where did this come from? I can't wait, but I (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Now, have you ever heard of a drive through nativity? I have
1: heard of those. Yes. Have you we been did to one?
0: one? Oh, you we did. Have. We had one here in Havasu and maybe they still have it. And a couple of years ago, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and I think Rob was there because I remember him saying, see, they have a donkey in this. Nativity scene. So I think he was there, but it was really cool. It just goes through the different scenes of Christmas and the different people associated and actually live animals.
1: Yeah. You know, my memory of that is when we lived in Indiana. My dad was a pastor in Indiana, and Indiana was a very Lutheran community, the whole state, very Lutheran. So they would, you know, use live people and live animals and it would be a drive-through. Some, sometimes it was, you'd go visit it where you'd park your car and you'd walk up to it, but because of the weather you would, um could drive through. It was really cool.
0: Yes. I hope they do that this year. And I'm going to get Rob to go this year. If not, Colton, I'm sure will go with me. Yeah. That's very fun. To me is just spending time doing what I
1: want to do. Oh, very fun. So, what are you going to play Xbox with him? Because I don't <laughs> like Oh, okay. This is so funny. And I think I can tell this story because my youngest son, Eric, would never listen to my podcast anyway. But we decided because Eric came down here from Alaska and he, it was a tough year. It was a tough adjustment. And Eric of my three kids is the one that no matter how old he is, he still likes to have that thing at Christmas that you can either set up or use Christmas Day. So this year, it was kind of hard, pretty challenging to come up with something. And your Xbox reminded me of this. So Greg and I thought, you know what? You're never too old for Xbox. So we decided we're going to try and get Eric a new Xbox that we can have here in. Arizona. So whenever he's here, he can play Xbox. And we were on the hunt for an Xbox. And we spent one whole weekend (laughs) online, ready to go because there are also blogs that will notify you when an Xbox shipment is about to drop at any at a Best Buy, at Walmart, at Costco. And then you get online and you try to be the first one to get it in your cart and check out. And then you, on the vlog, everyone says, oh, we got one, we got one. And our cart we always ended up empty. And it became this huge challenge. And Jamie and I kind of filtered out after the first weekend, but Greg <laughs> had spent the entire month getting notifications about a drop for the Xbox so he could get an Xbox. And he even got one in his cart and purchased it. And then the company that had the drop for security reasons would only ship the Xbox to the billing address. They wouldn't ship it anywhere else. (laughs) So his billing address was Seattle, Washington. So the Xbox he got went to Seattle, Washington, (laughs) And we have no way to oh get my it. Oh gosh. I know. And it was crazy because it's like every time there was a drop, I mean, we all paused whatever we were doing to try and get this Xbox in our cart and checked out and be one, you know, because there'd be like 500 dropped or 1500 dropped and, and you do everything you can to get it in your cart and get checked out before anyone else did. So you'd get it because you'd go through the whole process and then... Your cart would be empty and you didn't get the Xbox. So,
0: right. And I am so thankful for Jimmy because Jimmy is on his technology game. Oh. So, when the Xboxes dropped that first night,
1: he got one. Got one.
0: Oh, that makes me so mad. Oh my God. <laughs> haven't received it yet. It's still G- oh. supposed to ship on the 21st of December. So, it would have just shipped.
1: Ah, uh, see, and you don't know how frustrating that is, because Greg is always on his tech, you know, the the technological game. I mean, he can and to be on this vlog and get messages that something's dropping. I mean, I can't believe how many times we tried it. Do you want me to irritate you even? Though? Yes. God, tell me he didn't get a second one.
0: So, okay. oh, my God, this the is P-
1: so the, disgusting. The, P- <laughs> the PS5s.
0: Oh, yeah, because we were doing
1: two of those (laughs) because we okay, because Jamie had it set up on her computer for PS5s and I was set up for Xbox and Greg was set up for both Xbox and PS5. And we every single time there was a drop, we would try to get one and And the first time I got one in my cart, this was through Walmart. I got one in my cart, but I had forgot to sign into my account. Oh, shoot. So I had to manually enter everything and I knew I wasn't going to get it. I lost it. So then the second time I was at least signed into my account and I thought I had it. And I, at the very end, I got, sorry, sorry, this item is unavailable but I ha- I mean, oh, I know that makes me sick. I can't believe that he was able to get all of that. And we haven't, we couldn't get one. And Greg is still trying to get one. And we're, you know, we'll never get it before Christmas at this point, but.
0: Right, Jimmy, he's good at stuff. God, how does he, he, he do it? You know? So he, he secured one and then he was on one of those blogs or vlogs that you were talking about. And he heard that the college, Station Target, I think it might have been Walmart, was about to drop theirs, and he got one there too. So he got one for himself and then one for Cameron. But you I know the know. irritating part, of Cameron's. Other than that, that they actually oh. got one, they're pretty excited about. That. Well,
1: I'm I mean, sure they, they are.
0: He had to ship it from College Station to Boise, Idaho. Oh, and he took it to a carrier. And he doesn't know the the whole process with it. And I right. think the carrier might have been new to their position. They charged him or us $150. <gasps> $150. <gasps> Holy cow. To ship it. I'm hoping that when it all balances out on the account, that it will go down. Right, that not ridiculous. That is
1: so ridiculous,
0: and Jimmy felt so bad he didn't know. I'm like, no, it's fine. Someone made a mistake somewhere, and i I will challenge that when it comes across my bill,
1: yeah, yeah, that's just not right,
0: so speaking of Christmas gifts, though, because we are running out of time, and we wanted to go through a couple of the Christmas gifts we weren't so happy about getting past years, or maybe we weren't so gracious about getting okay you still want
1: to do that? Um, We can still do that. You have more on your list than I have on my list and only because mine is by far the worst gift ever. And so everything else pales in comparison in my mind. But you have a few on your list that are pretty good. So you start and we'll end up with my one bad gift. <laughs>
0: Well, you have another one that we've talked about previously. So, I'll start with the very first time I was ever disappointed at Christmas, and let me tell you, I did not handle it very graciously. <laughs> so, I really wanted this Mickey Mouse train alarm clock. I had seen it on a commercial or something, and it had it was an orange train and it had Mickey Mouse on it, and then every morning it would say something like whoop 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 whoop, good morning, time to get up.
1: How old were you? Oh, I don't know.
0: Probably eight or nine, maybe younger. I I don't know. I wasn't very old. Yeah.
1: Well, I I just wanted to clarify that because I was still in present day. And I'm thinking, as an adult, (laughs) you wanted a Mickey Mouse. No, no, this
0: happened. (laughs) No, this happened when I was a child. This is the first time I was ever a brat. Really disappointed. The first time I was ever a brat,
1: but just disappointed. Yeah.
0: Yes. So I really wanted this alarm clock. And I get up on Christmas morning and I run downstairs and Santa had brought it for my sister.
1: Oh, no.
0: The gift I wanted, my sister got. So I'm looking at it going, I think Santa got it wrong. And my mom and dad are like, no, I think Santa got it right. You got a TV. And it was a black and white TV. And oh. the day was a really cool gift. Right. It, it still would be a cool gift, having, having your own TV in your room. But I was so upset about that alarm
1: clock. Oh. <gasps>
0: I found it on eBay. I haven't yeah. it yet, but they do have a few out there.
1: I wonder how your parents felt about that. Like, were they mad because you were upset that you didn't get the alarm clock because they thought you could, they got you such a better gift? Or did they feel really bad that they misread you in the beginning? You know, didn't quite get it that how badly you wanted the alarm clock.
0: I don't know if I was even aware of how they were feeling about it on that day, but I'm sure after they listen to this podcast I'm gonna hear how they
1: were feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on mom and dad. I know. And I wanna know how they felt. If and do they remember it? I mean, is that a story that comes up regularly? No, it's just something I carry with me. (laughs) your whole entire adult my whole life. entire life you could well, you, years later, yeah you could let that go at any point
0: <laughs> well do you have a story about when you were a child is there any gift that had
1: yes word not- yes and mine yeah. mine had a happier ending than yours but it started the same there was this doll it was called the Chrissy doll and I'm really dating myself because it was this stand-up doll probably about three feet high but the thing about the Chrissy doll is you could pull her ponytail out of her head and it gave her longer hair. So her hair grew. Coolest doll ever. I don't know why I wanted it so bad. And we woke up Christmas morning and my younger sister opened her gift first and she got the velvet doll, which was a blonde version of Chrissy. And I think it's one of those things that Chrissy probably, it's like the Xbox today, It got sold out so quickly that we couldn't get the Chrissy doll. So we got the velvet doll instead. But I was so devastated because it's like, how did my mom and dad screw this up? How did they give her the velvet doll and not me? Because I was the one that wanted it so bad. And it could be that my sister asked for the velvet doll and I asked for the Chrissy doll. Anyway, I got the velvet doll too. They had hidden it behind the tree so I wouldn't see it. So
0: they wanted to watch your reaction if you were naughty <laughs> or nice about it.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I burst into tears when I didn't get the velvet doll or the Chrissy doll and my sister got the velvet doll. It was one. Yeah, it was one of those Christmases. And shame on me because my parents got it right. They gave us both the velvet doll and, you know, it was all good in the end. But I was probably 10 at the time. I didn't even know if I was that old, nine or 10
0: Right. You might've been the original Christmas story where he wanted that BB gun and they hid it behind the tree. <laughs> yeah, and Then he shot his eye out or thought he did. yeah,
1: Well, and I also remember I always wanted the Easy Bake Oven from when I think from when I was in kindergarten until I was probably 15, I wanted the Easy Bake Oven. I never did get the Easy Bake Oven. And every year the Easy Bake Oven was on my list and I got it for my birthday when I was probably 12. And I loved my Easy Bake Oven.
0: Would it surprise you to know that I had an Easy Bake Oven and everything that I made in it came out burnt?
1: Oh, no, because when I made my cake in the Easy Bake Oven when I was 12, I, it came out burnt. I don't know why. Okay. I thought it just had to do with my baking skills. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think that was truly those easy bake ovens, probably, which is probably why my parents never gave me one until I said, All I want is an easy bake oven. And I did get it for my birthday. But I was going to say, Well, of course you got an easy bake oven. Everybody got easy bake ovens. It's kind of like the Xbox. You get the Xbox, I don't. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna. I didn't get it. Jimmy got it. I know. Have it in our hand yet? Because it just. I know, but I can't wait. Hopefully, it comes through. Because if it doesn't, I'm gonna have a very sad.
1: Well, yeah, (laughs) I know, but I can't wait to tell my son Greg about this because I wish you could see the effort we have gone to to get that stupid Xbox. And no, and a place, and or a PlayStation, we would have taken either one of them, and. Yeah. And it became more about the challenge of getting one than it was actually about getting one. Right. It's all about the competition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how can we not get this? (laughs) It's so stupid, but all right.
0: (laughs) Time is right. Yeah. You will get one and hopefully it's very soon. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully, but.
0: Okay. Well, I know we're running out of time, so I'm just going to throw out the gift from Rob that shocked me beyond any gift. So. I had the alarm clock all those years ago and had pretty good Christmases up until all Christmases are good. But this one Christmas, Rob wrapped a present nicely, not newspaper, but he wrapped it nicely. And as I'm about to open it, Kyle's like, Michelle, when you open this present, don't freak out too bad because he got you something nice also. Which is the key. Which is a key. But I opened this present and all those little popcorns were in there. And I could see two little feet sticking out. He got me a squirrel's
1: ass. Oh, That is so bad. That's
0: right. The backside of a squirrel, like it's running into the tree. So the hole behind of the squirrel. And there were no diamond earrings on those feet. And then he thought we would use it as a doorbell. I'm sure, Rob, we're not having our guests push anywhere near that.
1: I still, to this day, don't know what he was thinking, how he ever thought that was a good idea.
0: Yeah. And would you believe it if I told you it's hanging in my entry hall?
1: <laughs> I think I would believe you, um, okay. but only because, because, you know, Rob, because I know Rob and I know he was probably pretty proud of that gift.
0: Well, <laughs> I think he was proud of my reaction to it. And yeah, he was proud of it. He got me a pheasant head that year too a magnet that would drive our dog crazy. Why would you get me these things? I, I'm not that person.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to end our podcast today telling you about the worst gift my husband ever gave me. And then this year's gift that he gave me, which kind of makes up for the worst gift he ever gave me. Um. And he And he did already give me my Christmas gift, even though we're not technically at Christmas yet. Well, do tell. I will. But the worst gift he ever gave me and my reaction to it was... Kind of ruined Christmas for our very young, impressionable children, because Jeff decided that the best gift he could possibly give me that year was a humidifier, <laughs> so everyone opened their gifts and he had it hidden in the garage and and he went out to get it, and he brought it in, and it had a big red bow on it, and I looked at it it and it it wasn't even a nice looking humidifier, it was a big, ugly brown box eyesore humidifier that had to sit in our living room to keep our air moist because I think I had complained about dry skin, and I burst into tears, and um I would have too, and I think I'm pretty sure I yelled at him, and I think then all of our kids cried, and it was really my reaction to the gift that is memorable. And to this day, whenever someone's unsure about a gift they're giving anyone, they'll say, I don't want this to be a humidifier gift because my kids all refer back to that particular Christmas and they all remember it. And they were pretty young at the time.
0: So it's been become a part of the Huners family vocabulary.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I can only imagine your reaction. And Jeff was probably running for cover
1: yeah it wasn't pretty. I'm not very proud of it, but that was a bad bad ending to our gift giving year and I have gotten over it you know no, I'm you talking about? i know i'm I'm ashamed of my behavior that year and my three kids. It was very I was a brat about it, but that's okay um but this year, my well tell me about this year, yeah, my Husband told me he was going to go wash my car because I was complaining about that the other day. Because I haul things back and forth from my house to my store, you know, and I always have empty boxes in my car that I have to put in the dumpster, and and I would just have gotten so tired of my car being so junky. And he said, "I'm going to go clean it for you." And he, instead of cleaning it, he traded it in, and he got me. Uh, yeah. And, and he asked me, he came into the house and he said, okay, there's this one stupid box in your car. He said, can I just throw it away? And I said, no, don't throw anything away until I come out and check it. he goes, well, will you come out and check it now? And I went outside and there was a brand new Volvo sitting in our driveway. I felt like I was in a commercial. I felt like I was in one of those commercials on TV where the, the biggest present of the year is sitting in the driveway. So,
0: oh my gosh. I've got like goosebumps just hearing that story. Did any of the kids get your reaction on film?
1: Uh, yes. My yes. Oh, good. Greg was videoing. Definitely. And it was very fun. And I was a little bit suspicious. In all honesty, I was a little bit suspicious because, you know, when Jamie's working I usually take care of Logan, and she was kind of following me around the house, and I kept thinking, am I doing something wrong with the baby? Why is she sticking so close to me? Well, she was trying to keep me from looking out the front window because Jeff was turning the keys of the trade-in over to the guy. You see, the the Volvo dealership drove it to our house and picked up my old car and drove the old car away and she didn't want. Yeah. So, so I was a little bit suspicious that something was going on, but, but yeah, it kind of made up for the humidifier.
0: So here's a hundred dollar question. Yeah. So you got that great gift for Christmas. If he were to give you a humidifier this year as a joke gift or something, would you find it funny? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, maybe yeah. we'll just end with yeah. had a very good Christmas. And have more to say.
1: Yes, yes. I'm going to get off the- this
0: recording, and I'm going to go play some Christmas music.
1: Oh, you should and watch a Christmas movie tonight. Watch Noel tonight because it was such a good movie. It's going to put you in a real good, feel good place. And I need to be there
0: because it's going to get crazy. But I'm looking forward to this crazy. So, with all of that shared, thank you so much, Suzanne. I'm sorry you're not here to. Well, I was going to say give you a hug, but
1: I wouldn't do that anyway. but (laughs) I'm sorry we're not recording live today, but it's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you too. And if I don't talk to you before Christmas, Merry Christmas.
0: Yes. Merry Christmas to you and to all our listeners. We'll see you next week for a New Year's episode. Yay. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has
1: been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation
0: on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting. The biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know everything about podcasting kind of guy. And the best part for us was that he was so nice and down to earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count, because we are a technology challenge. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P O D. I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, G. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.